Hello, Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram here. And I just wanted to say that if you are looking for a nice Two-Face figure, you should probably check out the new Soap Studios Harvey Dent Two-Face figure from the movie The Dark Knight. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was a Christopher Nolan-directed film. It had uh, Heath Ledger in it. He played the Joker. It's a, it's a pretty decent movie. And the figure is amazing. Again, it's from Soap Studios. And if you have seen Mezco figurines with the soft goods, this is that style of a figure. Uh, I would say it's not as bulky. It has a more slender feel to it. Uh, more, I would say, less muscly. But of course, it's a Harvey Dent figure, so that's probably why. But it is a great detailed figure. Beautifully sculpted face. I think it's extremely mo uh, movie accurate to what it looked like on screen. And it's just a great figure overall. The amount of detail that went into the clothing and the soft goods is pretty incredible. And it is available to pre-order now at BigBadToyStore.com. So I would definitely jump on it. I highly recommend it. It is a great figure. And you won't regret it. Speak to you soon. Hello and welcome everybody to DC Figures and Collectibles. We have a big show for you today. It is jam-packed full of beautiful DC-related content. I am Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram and Batman TAS Figs on YouTube. And I am joined, as always, by my supremely talented and uh, very articulated, especially when it comes to Marvel-related stuff, uh, He's coming from uh, my co-host, coming all the way from Stoke-on-Trent, England, Scott P. How are you doing? <laughs> hello. Thank you for that kind intro. Um, that's very kind. And yes, hello. And yeah, good to be back. Really excited. Yes. How are you doing? I am. I'm actually uh, extremely pumped. We have a lot to jam into this episode. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of content. and uh, really looking forward to it. I've not looked forward to a podcast like this in ages. Yeah, I'm especially excited to, because I actually have some new figures to talk about. What about you? You got anything yes. new? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of new figures. Yeah, a couple. Of new yes. Please, please share with us, Scott. Oh, okay, right. So, new figure wise, um, picked up um, from the Entertainer. They've got cheap DC icons for sale at the moment, so they're nine pound twenty, which is really good for the icons. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a really, really good price. I think they've got like Superman, um, Green Lantern, and oh, the other one escapes me. But um, Blue Beetle is the one I decided to buy. Uh, oh. Blue Beetle is the one I hadn't got, and he looks so cool. He looks like a really fantastic figure. And yeah, um, I've always been tempted just because he looks so cool. Yeah, he, he's a really cool looking figure, and. Um, you don't need to do too much posing with him because he just looks cool from most angles, which is quite nice. So, um, definitely going to be taking pictures of him soon. Yeah, you're not. Uh, you weren't tempted by the Green Lantern figure. Um, probably when I get paid, I'll be buying. It <laughs> so I can do some. I can do a bit of customizing with uh, oh, some nice. of the parts that he comes with. I think my after because I've always wanted to do something like um, Kevin did, who is at. Renke Customs, and he did sort of like a Green Lantern hand with that ring um, shine effect, 
for the animated Green Lantern. So I, I would like uh, to try and have a go at something like that. I think that'd be quite cool to do. I, I do recall those pictures. He's yeah, actually would love him. Would love, uh, would love him to sell some of his figures. God, they're amazing. <laughs> but, uh, I think we'd both be bankrupt. Yeah, and plus he put so much work and heart into him. He'd probably, yeah. be, probably be devastated to see him go. Yeah, definitely. And uh, actually, a big shout out to him because I'm going to be doing a, a few co- collaborations coming up with him. So. Um, oh, and you one, did one of them already, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the Batman Beyond scene in the Return of the Joker when uh, sort of Bruce is talking about Joker, saying that he's a psychopath, a monster. And, yes. Uh, yeah, I put his the old nemesis. Yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome of him to do that. So big thanks to him and. Uh, yeah, first one, I messaged you right away when I saw it because like, holy crap, did he give that to Scott? Or did he? Mm. I was about to say, dang, you are lucky because I figure it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's but just a stunning figure. So the fact that he even did that alone is pretty awesome, though. I like. I'm yeah, looking forward great. to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing your collaborations. Well, I took the shot and then I was like, do you know what? I'd love to put a picture of the joke on the screen. I'm just going to get a normal like Google image picture, and then I was like, do you know what? I'd like to try and take this a step further and give that. Um, Joker figure a bit more love as well because it, it's so good and you know keep it all action figures rather than putting in some random pictures so yeah that was kind of him and good fun to do that and uh, yeah he took a really neat picture of him really sort of sinister angle so that's pretty cool I'm going to be doing another one coming up Not so he took he took direction well from you you directed him well he was kind of, I, I just said like just take a, a, a sort of sinister picture and see what you think like cause I don't, I don't, I don't want to I don't want to dictate anything sort of to him, really, because he, you know, you want to let the artist work. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's his, it's his figure. He he portrays it in the way that he wants. It's a collaboration, so you know. Um, uh, you well, know, that is awesome. It's pretty cool. So, and yeah, we're going to be doing another picture together coming up. So that's going to be good fun. Nice, and uh, luckily he gave us a couple of the formulas for some of those customs that he did. And if you guys are interested. And not only checking out his page, which you should, again, it's at Ranky Customs. Uh, you guys should definitely listen to our podcast where he was a guest on our show and mm. talks a little bit about the, what he does to those customs and how he's inspired to do them. It's actually a very fun episode. So, Yeah. He's a, yeah, really, he's a really, really cool guy, and it's really cool of him to do some collaborations with Scott. Yeah, it's good fun. Really good fun. And a big shout out to him and, and big thanks. And also... Big thanks to co-host and weekend themes at the back collectors, Lewis, who um, has been putting out some great work lately and uh, been enjoying the weekend themes, which is good fun. Yeah, how'd the past one go? Uh, yeah, it, it was good. It was a it was a tough one. It was um, chose that we, we so I did a shout out to people and said I'd suggest some themes and a couple of them came up that were good, like a Wonder Woman or. A couple's theme, but we've done both of those already. So we wanted to do something new. And uh, Simon, who is at the at Batman the Animated Fan, came up with iconic quotes, and it genuinely wasn't chosen because it was him. It was chosen because it was it was a really good idea. It's something we haven't done, um, and it's something everyone loves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so hard to put a great quote into a picture and get a picture to match with it. Like, it's so, such a tough task to do. So that's why I wanted to do it. It kind of went with what we were talking about last uh, last time we spoke too, with being inspired and what kind yes. of inspired us. Absolutely.
Yeah, I already knew I Yeah, definitely. And you don't want to think too much about it because the, the, the ones that mean the most to you should pop into your head instantly. So um, I didn't really do too much research into it intentionally because I just wanted to go off instincts and put photos in that I know mean a lot to it already. So, Yeah, if you did research, you would be, you could be searching all day too. It'd be so hard to pick. Yeah, exactly. Like, you get... I was thinking about doing some BVS ones, but I was like, you know, the animated ones like mean more, or Arkham ones mean more, or something like that. So I had to go with um, I had to go with instincts, not uh, research on that one. Sometimes it is worth doing a bit of research with that. But I well, I gotta tell iconic, you, it's not an iconic I... quote if you have to search for it. No, right? yeah, if you have to d- dig through. Uh... You know, a comic from the '80s that you never read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, but I gotta say, one of my favorites because it's one of my favorite quotes, and you did a great job at capturing it too. Is the 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 quote where he talks about uh, his great his one power never giving up. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. something that I just keep close to me in everything in life. So I had to put that one in. Yeah, you did, and you. I like that you gave a little description of why you picked that quote. That was awesome too. I like that you did that. Oh, cool. That's that's very kind. Yeah, I, that moment's amazing. I just, I just love that that he saves a load of heroes with superpowers just from using his brain. Yeah, just brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Well, he also used the the power of caffeine. The power. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the power of of music as well. The, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was, I, I I truly enjoyed uh, this this past theme, and you guys also. You guys have the new one ready for this we one. We do. Um, we do. Yeah. We, um, if I had a drum roll sound effect, I put it in right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe some editing. No, that's, that's too much. <laughs> but no. Um, it's gonna be a commissioner Gordon theme that we're doing this weekend. Yeah. So that's gonna be good fun, and we're already the often be- overlooked warrior. He is, yeah, yeah, he is. Always say that he's like the medium between Alfred and uh, and himself, sort of thing, his own conscience. So yeah, it's good. Uh, it's gonna be good fun to do some Commissioner Gordon pictures. In the early years, uh, Alfred would be like the Robin at the home base, and Gordon would be like the Robin out on the field before exactly. Robin. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah, it absolutely is. So you know. Alfred was the support, and yeah, Commissioner Gordon was the hard-nosed guy with him. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun seeing what you guys pick. No thanks. Yeah, I got a couple done, and then a few more planned tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be a really really fun one, hopefully. And um, yeah, I just hope people enjoy it. And uh, by the time this goes out, I've also got a new profile picture that I'm probably gonna be putting on. <sighs> it's about time. <sighs> Uh oh, I mean, that's nothing, gonna be. It's genuinely, it's nothing too exciting, but uh, it's exciting because it's always a little jarring when you you see change in a in a profile picture because you're kind of just used <laughs> to seeing it. Yeah, that's it, and because like that's what I like about yours. Like you, you literally just stick with the same one constantly, and that's people will have to change it all the time. It's not not always a good thing. Like continuity is quite good, but every sort of six months or so, I like to change it. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. Hey, you, people in the end, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm interested to see what you pick. 
Yeah, it, uh, the last picture I took was like with the old lights and the old phone, old computer screen. So it needs updating. It about time it got done. So. Oh, that's old... true. I never thought about that about yeah. it being taken on the old phone. I just look at it, and it, it's not it's not the best. So I'm going to get rid of that and um, put a new one in it. I mean, I have. I'm, by the time this goes out, it'll be out anyway. So I'm going to put the Justice League Batman in there. And put a couple of other heroes next to him that uh, are big features on this page. So, oh, on my page. So, yeah, just well, more good. in keeping with what is on there, really, because I've just got Batman on there, and that's not what I take pictures of all the time. So, just want to make it a little bit more sort of streamlined with the account. More representation of uh, what your account's about. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I mean, similar to you, like you're called Batman things. I'm called the Dot Bat fan, but we don't always just feature Batman. There's no. different, more like characters. So just like this podcast doesn't talk about strictly just DC. Yeah, we do slight Marvel occasionally, which is important. So yeah, or Star Wars, or you know, He Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do like to to mix it up every now and then. Uh, yeah, but t- two different ways of uh, looking at that. But I, I do love that you've been uh, picking up my slack as re- as a as of recent in the in the animated arena of your well, pictures. This fa- well, this is fascinating. This is something I was going to ask you about. So you've been through the BTS daily for like six times through, which is just absolutely crazy. Yes, I mean that when you put that into account, that's a lot of days. Yeah, and I think it's just because I do it so often, it doesn't really hit me, uh, even how much that really is. It's just so much fun to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to go through six times. It's mad. When are you thinking of starting the seventh one? Are you going to wait a little bit so you got that like, scarecrow? That's what I see. That's what I'm going to be. It's going to be hard for me because I genuinely love doing the the daily shots and something I look forward to. Yeah. As just a daily morning challenge to like, get my brain going. Yeah. So I I don't know if I'm going to be patient enough to wait till these new figures come out. <laughs> I I think I'll be I'll wait I'll give it till uh to May and I'll see I'll see how long before these new figures come out and what order they come out. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, because like so you can't. It's not even like you can start it and then meet Scarecrow sort of halfway because. He's like in the third episode, isn't he? So yeah, it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to like dive into it. And also, Two Face comes pretty fairly recent, as we've discovered. Yeah, I mean, even Grey Ghost isn't that sort of deep into the series. So, ah, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But uh, right now, I don't I don't have the itch to do it. So I'll just see how long that rides out. And as we said before, there's no rules, so. There's no rules, and uh, hopefully people don't just start unfollowing me because I stopped doing that. But uh, it's I like uh, the challenge right now. I always enjoy the challenge right after doing the animated stuff of getting to showcase my other stuff and getting inspired to shoot that and get just because it's not something I I really look for to actively while doing the animated stuff. I'm just so entrenched in that. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, you sometimes get sort of locked into it, don't you? So you can't. I mean, I've had a go at doing stuff like that before, and I just can't do it. I just can't lock into something. So I got massive respects for 
the the fact that you do it and also um to do that and be creative at the same time is is also very impressive because it's hard to do like genuinely is yeah because i feel like you could easily get in the trap of just uh putting a all one color background and just doing a portrait shot and it's like okay that's good so lighting true. yeah it's yeah. good lighting it looks good it's uh or just throwing up an extreme sets backdrop and taking a picture from far away so it's kind of fuzzy yeah yeah but it's it that's the that's the challenge of uh what we do it's fun trying to get creative and even though we might get into a rut, it's fun pulling ourselves out of it. It is, yeah, no, yeah. it is, it absolutely is. And it's a lot more rewarding, I feel like. Oh yeah, no, especially when you get on a roll. Yeah, um, a creative role, and you're just like, yes, this is what I've been needing. <laughs> I, I think it's just so exciting to do things with different figures for a change as well, and um, yeah, as much as we both love the animated lines, just break off from it. Sometimes it's good fun and yeah, it's what you need. You just need to break from it sometimes to come back and then sort of, um, I don't know, re-energize with completely different ideas to before. And it, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, it's yeah. You get with, like with anything, too much of it can kill you. Drinking too yeah. much water at one time can kill you. <laughs> yeah, it can. It's, yeah, uh, it's true. Yeah, that's uh. And it also doesn't hurt that I've gotten a few new figures as well. Yes, well, that, there's a couple in particular I, I really want to ask you about. But uh, I'll go in order of what when I got them. Yes. So the, one of the new figure I got, and it was a, I, it was I think it was the last of the five dollar uh, Target finds because I've gone <laughs> back, I've gone back after tagging them and making a joke, and I think they they shaped up because it was everything's twenty bucks again. Oh so it was my my fault. I got a little too uh, arrogant, <laughs> but I got I finally got a vixen figure, which is awesome. Um, I feel like it's a a character that they would usually not do a lot of. Oh, I like vixen a lot, just from Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, and it's I mean I also saw her live action version on the Arrowverse, which that was cool seeing them do her on the on a TV show and she was actually done really well. She also had her own little animated series on the online service for that. Mm, so yeah. uh yeah, I thought it also it would go well with the soap studio Arrow and Flash. Plus not only is she a great figure and it's also cool to add another girl figure because I feel like I have tons of girl Mattel figures now, which is awesome. Oh yeah, you can do like a, a women's league shot. That'd be quite cool. I I definitely should do that next. It's been on my mind. I've also been thinking of doing one with purple because I have a lot of girls. I noticed a lot of girl heroes wear purple, but uh, mm. <laughs> I finally got a couple connecting pieces to finish a figure that I initially never really wanted. But because Target has been so generous in mismarking their figures, I, I acquired them, and it was yeah. the it's a Superman suited. Uh, when I guess Lex Luthor was was good for a second and on the Justice League, and I I finally got that. And it's a really cool figure. I gotta say, but it looks really nice. I got yeah, got a lot of um, love for that figure. It looks really cool. The cape looks nice and details look good. Head sculpt's amazing as well. Yeah, and I, luckily I got the spoiler from Walmart, the Walmart exclusive spoiler, and it comes with a. Like a head that looks like Lex Luthor's become dark side almost. Mm. 
and that makes the figure even cooler because it's almost like you get two in one you get a dark bad version of the figure and a, a good version mm. i was wondering where you got that head sculpt from so that's that's cool to know yeah i came with the the spoiler exclusive from walmart great shot as well with superman and then steppenwolf yes love that shot it was a shot that i was really happy with and it turned out exactly how i liked so yeah it looks really cool I'm glad other people were excited about it. I might have stretched out his arms too much using the Mezco version of the mother box in his hand. <laughs> no, but, it's really, really good that there's a lot of that. Yeah, and like you said, the cape is actually perfect, and it just plugs in. And at first I was thinking, okay, it just plugs in. It's going to be falling out a lot, but it's it's money, and it look, has a good a little effect like it's uh, flowing in the wind. Mm, mm, yeah. And his shoulders have some shoulder pads, but it actually doesn't inhibit the the arms from going up at all. They're actually very bendy, and they don't get in the way at all. Oh, that's good. Yep, and he even has the ankle pivot. Yeah, he has tons of articulation, so it's actually a really cool uh, collect and connect. And awesome. now I got to just hope eventually we find, uh, hopefully when you're here, we find some some evidence that the Lobo Wave exists. <laughs> yeah that would be pretty sick I'm not going to lie we, it's got to be out there somewhere I feel like it's just in the storage room of so many targets and I'm like ah we'll put it out there eventually <laughs> uh, yeah, they, just, they, they know that you're going to go in and snap them all yeah and then uh, in terms of the other new figure I got it's I want to thank Soap Studios for shipping it out and uh, letting us get a look at it to take photos with and review. If you want to watch a review, you can check out my YouTube. It's Batman TAS Figs, and I usually just do reviews and sometimes with diorama tips. But they sent out the Dark Knight version, Soft Goods, uh, Harvey Dent Two-Face figure. What do you think of it? I think it looks absolutely amazing. And, yeah, and you're a fan of that version of Two-Face? Oh yeah, um, definitely. I think um, is it Aaron Eckhart? Is it? Is that? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. His, his portrayal of Two Face is just really, really good. I mean, it's a weird way that they work him into the Dark Knight, but I, he's fantastic. He plays the part brilliantly. Oh um, yeah, I, I don't think. Him, sorry, I love seeing him alongside that Rachel Ghoul figure as well that you've got with Batman. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I was thinking about doing a, a couple shots where I showcase all six figures, where I show like the Arrowverse three figures. Do it, and the... do it. yeah, yeah, do it. That's a great idea. Okay, and then I oh, I got to do a hospital scene somehow because I was just watching that scene where uh, he sees the coin as he's still in the hospital, and he looks at it, and he gets a little remember where he flips the coin to Rachel, and then he turns it over, and he just like screams at the top of his lungs, but it goes silent. Yeah, it's like, man, yeah. that it. It's like, dang, you forget how good that movie is. Oh, it's, it's, it's just fantastic, that film is, yeah. And the the figure is, I think, just as fantastic. And for a soft, good figure, it has tons of articulation. I think it's smart they could give you three coins because they're so tiny, I'm pretty sure people will easily lose at least one. Oh, that's good idea. Yeah, thank goodness. And the jacket is cool. I really like the uh, burnt effects. I wish it would have been a little more. Kind of stops halfway down. Wish there would have been a little more, but it's still it's re- done really well. And I gotta say, the best part because I've seen 
up close of different of the Mafex version of this figure, and it didn't look really screen accurate. But I have to say, this figure looks completely uh, screen accurate on the Two Face side. What do you think? Yeah, I think it definitely does, and um, I love the uh, detail of the head sculpt. I just think it looks fantastic. Uh, even yeah. looking, you, you can see the little piece of the nose missing. <laughs> it's so yeah, great. is that the the teeth on the side of his face as well? Looks really, uh, really good. And the and gun then you that just... he comes with looks so accurate as well, like the short, short barrel gun. Yes, and I, I also just like how. Uh, how they did such a good job of portraying the fabric on the suit. The suit the fabric yeah, yeah. looks really good. Well, it, it's very easy, and a lot of companies do this, where they, they make a, a soft goods figure, and they make the suit or coat look so bulky and so wide at the chest, and that doesn't look like it is, so that's, that's positive. It looks sort of more natural, because I hate it when you know they put a coat on the figure and it looks too buffy and just too flappy, and it doesn't work well. That's very true, and I also real is that you could with the other soap figure have uh, the the other head sculpt where it has a Bruce Wayne. You could just pop that on the suit, and if you take it from certain angles, you could make it look like a Bruce Wayne figure. That's awesome. Occurs from one side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! And I think they really need to push on with the Dark Knight line now and get yes Bane and a definitely, definitely a Batman and definitely, definitely a Joker. Like any version whether it's nurse bank robber regular just get a version of joker out there i i completely agree and it's even a good sign that this came and that they they sent this i was glad to see that they're still because we hadn't heard from them in a while so it's i'm happy that they're continuing yeah. on with online it's a good yeah, sign i was really looking forward to seeing that too i kept asking you i was just like when are we gonna hear from them i want to see what soap are up to and yeah it was great to finally hear from them and they've not only sort of communicated but also sent a figure so that's, that's pretty cool it's very kind of them and if you guys definitely need to check it out big bad toy store has it up uh for pre-order it's coming out later in the year and i i think it looks awesome i just can't wait to the, for them to do the i hope that they, they got to do the nurse joker got to yeah yeah oh it's so cool if they do if they do but then in other news and we kind of already hinted at it i uh I finally I ended my sixth time going through the the Batman animated series and it was a lot of fun. There's some I got some good new shots. I think a majority of them are new and uh, I did some other repost of previous shots that I felt were really good that I liked. But I'm like we kind of talked about already. I'm just really looking forward to getting the 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 fi- the, the the final wave of the figures where we get the complete BTAS villains rogue gallery. Yes. So that will be fun. That's no, going to be absolutely unreal when we get that. But in other news, yes. there's a there's a big movie that came out for DC fans this past weekend. Oh, an absolutely huge movie. And you, you, you've seen it? I have seen it. I have seen it indeed of you. Yes, sir. So what did you think? Well, I have to say my mom and dad pranked me pretty bad. <laughs> they uh they said that they my t- early in the day my dad showed me a trailer for some weird random horse movie that I never saw and it was like uh like an inspiring tale about someone that got this horse to overcome something. I was like, that's not what I want to see. 
<laughs> and and my, they're like, oh, we're taking you. It's going to be like a parent date night. And so at, at oh, first God. I thought they're, yeah, at first I thought they were taking me to see it. And then they surprised me and took me to a nice theater where you could like order food on these like recliners and we watched Shazam. So yeah, that yeah. was very comfortable seating and very surprising. And I was almost, I was very scared that I was going to watch a horse movie, but luckily <laughs> it wasn't. But uh, what did you think of Shazam? Uh, I thought it was absolutely unreal. I really enjoyed it. Man of many words right there, my friend. I, 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 just, <laughs> I'm just I just loved it so much and I enjoyed it more than Aquaman, I've got to say. Ah, that's what I was going to say. The next question is, where would you rank this in your pantheon of DCEU films? Yeah, I think it's... I definitely think it was better than Aquaman. I enjoyed it more than Aquaman. And on half the budget, they did that. So that's pretty impressive, but um, it was no, just I, a little bit less laborious to go through. Yeah, and this movie was um, incredibly fun and light, but had a real sort of um, DC serious blood running through it at the same time. So there are certain right. Okay, there'll be spoilers coming up. We can't avoid spoilers. So oh, big spoilers. Yeah, we just uh, hopefully you've seen it. Go go into hopefully it. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've seen it. Yeah, and if you haven't, then you deserve spoilers. No, I'm joking. You no, need to go. but you deserve to see it too. <laughs> yeah, you need to go and see it. Honestly, that just a fantastic movie. So, like the moment, uh, sort of towards the end of the film, when it, uh, um, Doctor Savannah's got all of his family trapped in the the foster house. And then you can just see Billy switch into a, a serious, a serious moment, and just things like that, little DC things that are, um, they can switch it up and make it into a, a serious film as well as being fun. Um, and Mark Strong as Doctor Savannah was just absolutely sensational. One of the best villains up there was Zod. I think he was absolutely brilliant. He really was, and he was actually the best part of uh, Green Lantern. Funny enough, too, mm. when he. When he played Sinestro, so he absolutely kills it in almost every role, but he really did well in this. Oh, he's on really he's confirmed for the second film as well, which is fantastic news. He's definitely gonna be in it. So that's really, really positive. Yeah. Yes. He was great. <laughs> what did you think of it? Uh, okay. I really, really enjoyed how light and fun it was. I really enjoyed because I mean, it's one of my favorite part of uh any superhero origin film is watching the the part where the superhero tests out his new abilities and powers. Yeah, that was good fun as well. Yeah, and this they did it so perfectly to like what it would be like not only nowadays but what it would be like for kids that are in high school or junior high. Yeah, like what yeah. what they'd be doing if they're like suddenly had superpowers like this or one of them did. Yeah, and yeah. So that was one of my favorite parts. I really enjoyed that. I really liked the backstory. I loved all the scenes and the atmosphere when they were in the wizard cave. That was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I love that stuff. And um, like you said, it's very light, and it, but it also had some very serious DC moments. And I just think that a lot of people over, are going to overlook the, <laughs> the villain and just how incredibly dark the undertones are of that. The, the guy has powers because he's possessed by demons. Yeah, he's like into the occult, like dark magic, and like, yeah, yeah. They they just the 
freaking things that pop out and they are hideous. And, and then when like, he tears into all his father and his business and, and that, that's like, that's a seriously dark, dark moment. Yeah, just throws him out the window. Yeah, it's it's just, it, it's got that serious DC, DC-ness, if that's not even a word, but yeah, it's got that serious DC-ness to it and that's what I love about it the most because I was worried they were going to come in with a stupid light-hearted film and it's going to be, it's not really going to mean anything or Maybe some stupid kid beats up a bald guy, and that's it. But it honestly, it isn't. It's really, really good. That's such yeah, a serious tone to it. And there's moments in that that are up there with Batman v Superman for like emotional moments and real sort of pivotal things for characters. Yeah, and there's there are some brilliant money shots as well, especially at the end when he jumps off the building. Oh, that was unbelievable! In the trailer, it doesn't mean much, but when the context of and at the moment, what it means is just absolutely outstanding seeing that is. I mean, that's got Zack Schneider vision to it. It's just amazing that shot. Yeah, that's what that's what I that's what I wanted to say. But <laughs> it's a it had some great shots that you're like, okay, I could see Snyder doing that. And it also appreciated that they kind of kept it in the same DCEU vein. It didn't feel like it it didn't feel too much like it was yeah. out of the DC world. And that that makes definitely true. Yeah, you could believe that that isn't in, in the same universe as like Aquaman and Wonder Woman and stuff like that. You can, you can totally believe that. It's not like Justice League where it was completely sort of a different universe, <laughs> almost in there. But this, you know, the continuity is kind of there. They're slowly going back to it, but this time they're doing it properly and being successful. Yeah, and they it did not feel like a Marvel movie in terms of the funny, witty stuff. No. Uh, in the slightest, which I like. Which is the best thing about it. But gotta say, <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, the best thing about this whole movie was the, was that the Superman kid. cameo at the end. Uh, it, uh, it was and it wasn't for me. It was just amazing. So I think the problem with it, right, is it, Henry Carver would have been great if he appeared in it. But yeah. for the time it was filmed, I completely understand why he couldn't appear in it. Yes. It was, at the time, he was doing the, the Witcher stuff, wasn't he, and things like that, and he was up in air about his contract. So I, I understand, it, but he, that is definitely him in the film. You know, it's his Superman. 100%. Yeah, the fact that they even put it in and treated fans to what they knew that we wanted, that was yeah. really good. And the intention is there to put Superman in this movie. Yeah. You know, going forward, very good omens. I think there's a good chance we'll definitely see Henry Cavill not only back in the suit, but maybe even in the sequel. And um, yeah, that moment was amazing when that happened. It was just like, holy crap, that's insane. That's that's the part that I was waiting for second most. The first most part I was waiting for due to the, the toy spoilers. So this is all toy related. Uh, I was waiting for all those kids to turn into their superhero parts. Yes, that was so good. So when that finally happened, I loved it. I, that part really, I really enjoyed. Yeah, that was outstanding. Because that was just cool uh, seeing them all get to join in with their buddy. Yeah, that was fantastic. And the, the suits look great as well. The colors look amazing. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. Those are pretty major actors they and actresses they got. So the fact that they're able to keep it kind of secret, at least to the general public that aren't diehard toy collectors, that's pretty pretty good. Well, even as toy collectors, you're still not sure because they do so many sort of spin-off characters 
Well, yeah, that's true. That aren't in it, so. Or alternate versions or colors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, again, I have. Yeah. Again, I have to just give credit to uh, the villain, Doctor yeah. Savant, because again, just if you look at the figure, uh, and the action figure alone, you could just tend to think, okay, this is just going to be a generic villain, and you, but they actually did a really good job of making you uh, enjoy his character. Yeah, they gave him such a great backstory and a really deep meaning to to his character, and, and you know nobody wants to be told what he was told as a kid, so um, it really has some strong meaning to it. And yeah, his his role was fantastic in that film, and really want to get the metal figure of him now. Ooh, that's gonna be a rough one. And, and while we're talking about figures, actually, have you seen the the Mayfex Shazam? Oh yeah. It looks so good. It just looks outstanding. They they captured. I thought Mattel captured the face likeness perfect, but that one is so great. Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? And it even has a slight squint to the eyes, like the classic Shazam. Yeah, just so good, so so good. Yeah, he, he looks cool. Maybe picking him up an Aquaman up from Mayfax just looks so great. Oh yeah, that Aquaman's going to be very tempting. Yeah, he looks he looks fantastic. And once again, Mezco missed the yeah, missed the window. <laughs> well, they would have missed it anyway. Because even if they showed it, you wouldn't have got it for another two years. Or no, by the time Aquaman Two is coming out, you get the the first version. It genuinely is what happened with Justice League. Yeah, that Aquaman was coming out as that movie was released. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, so everyone's excited for the new version. They're like, oh, okay, I'll pose this old version, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Like Ben Affleck had, re- had from Justice League, done reshoots, retired before that figure came out. It was just crazy. Yeah, it's had major life events happen in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, in terms of major life events, do you want to talk about yes. a major one that has been, that happened to, to the whole world recently in terms of an animated Justice League film? Oh, wow. Yes. So... Justice League versus Fatal Five, and once again, spoiler warnings. This is like the big, the big yellow writing spoilers. Big time. Uh, Turn away now. Yeah, to, yeah, do, yeah. If you don't want to know the scores, look away now. Don't really turn this off. Just skip ahead a few minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, okay, uh, this movie was outstanding. It really was. I know we kind of touched on it on the last podcast, but not in depth. So, um. It had everything about it. So you've got, um, you, you start off a thousand years in the future and come back into current day. It's just like a classic Justice League episode. And it also sounds a, very a comic version. Longer. Absolutely is, yeah. And there's so many fantastic characters that are both new and also keeping with the classic characters as well so you get to see a lot more of Mr. Terrific which is just perfect because you don't really see much of him in the original series sounds terrific um, I, d- <laughs> you have I to had say. to um, but yeah he, he's great uh, Miss Martian is just brilliant as well um, she's kind of Batman's little sidekick throughout this whole oh, thing that's so fantastic. cool oh she's awesome and she has a great funny cameo right near the start when she's introduced and what she says to Batman. I won't spoil it for you, but that bit is funny. 
um, and very true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll be thinking about it when I see it now. I'll be thinking about okay, this is why Scott likes it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's that that bit's funny because I can't ruin that for you. You got okay. to see it and enjoy it first time. So I like um, this. Keep going through each character and giving us a little rundown. I like this. Okay, yeah. So um, moving on to Batman. So Batman, just what, his first appearance in this movie is just so good. It's like the classic Batman the animated series style intro to an episode. He is just so cool. And to hear Kevin Conroy's voice back in that suit is just amazing. And Batman throughout the... In fact, Batman's probably the most important character other than Starboy in the entire thing because, once again, he's the guy that steps up and, and goes to fight, take the fight to the Fatal Five near the end, and you'll see what happens for yourself. Yeah. But, if anything, um, you're just getting me more pumped to see it. I love this. Oh, it's great. It's honestly so good. And Starboy is really cool as well. He's got great voice casting, um, fantastic voice over acting with, with uh, his character and his persona and everything that he stands for. So, um, Superman, George Newbern is just the perfect Superman. He, it's just so great to hear him back as that character. I mean, Tim D- Tim Daly did a fantastic job as as him in the animated series, but. I just love George Newman's voice in Justice League. It's absolutely fantastic. And the way that he voices Superman quotes. And there was one that um, recently paid homage to, which is when he, he said to to Drager, it's not about how you die, it's how you live. And just the way he delivers lines like that, and he's got a few in this series as well, in this um, movie, sorry. I wish so, it was a series. Yeah. He's he's just fantastic, and um, then you've also got um, Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern. That's who I'm most intrigued. Uh, she's brilliant, really, really good. And they kind of explain why John Stewart's not there, and where the Lantern Corps are at the minute, and why she has to step up. That all that sort of explained without patronising you in this, which is fantastic. Cause nobody wants to get bored of. Exposition. Why this is happening. Yeah, exactly. No one kind of wants it explained, but you do want subtle sort of um, hints as to what's going on. So you, you get that, and that's not overdone, which is fantastic. Um, and they actually mentioned quite a few members of the league, and it, it's not like they're sort of brushing under the carpet yeah. and then off doing something else. They actually sort of explain um, what's going on throughout it, which is pretty cool. I look forward to seeing this. Um, so then the last couple of characters, you've got Wonder Woman. Susan Eisenberg is just fantastic as Wonder Woman. Absolutely outstanding to hear her. Oh, you mean, the, I love the you mean the woman that follows you and played Wonder Woman? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's still pretty crazy. We know she is. She is outstanding here. Again, so similar to George Newbern, the way she delivers the sort of quotes and and one-liners and things like that is just amazing like and her entry to the um to the again similar to batman the, the entry to this movie is just amazing and that classic wonder woman um animated um, music plays that is just goosebumps it's unbelievable it's, wonder woman's theme tune is probably second favorite to batman's in this it's just outstanding 
Um, you even get a little bit of that classic Batman score as well. For oh, yes. Which is fantastic. That never gets um, And you get a bit of Superman in there as well, which, which is good. There's a little bit of subtle Superman music going on, which is always nice to hear. I love that they do things like that. Just little Easter eggs to the past. Um, but, uh, yeah, so like the characters in that are fantastic. The Fatal Five are absolutely brilliant as well. All of them just absolutely outstandingly <laughs> portrayed. And it, it's exciting to see something new as well because, you, you know, as much as we love Lex Luthor <laughs> and Joker, we want to see something a little bit different. And, and, you, and you get that. You definitely get that with this. So that's good. I, I, if anything, you just made me want to watch it even more. <laughs> no, you'll love it, honestly. And anyone, um, anyone out there is thinking of to to watch it, do it, watch it. It's great, honestly. People want to see a Justice League reunion. This is the door that opens the Justice League reunion. So, you know, get behind this, and we'll see more to come. I think this was just sort of a, a test to see if people are still interested in it, and then. You know, with a bigger budget, they can get a bigger cast, get better, um, get well, some, the better, better members of, of the league, the original seven. That that would be outstanding to see. Not only that, but maybe it would be cool to see the Joker make an appearance. Exactly. Yeah, they're like it, it'd be fantastic to see things like that. So, yeah, let's. Um, you, you know, if you want to, if you want to see a Just League reunion, this is the way. To, to get one, just support the movie and enjoy it. It really is fantastic. It's and you said, they them, you said they themselves hinted at that? Yeah, that's what um, Susan Eisenberg herself has said. You know, you want to see more of, of Flash, Hawk Girl, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Wonder Bat. Get behind this movie and you'll see all of that. I definitely want to see a more Wonder Bat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> well... So, it's it's epic. You'll you'll really enjoy it. You'll love it. In terms of um, villains that we're not used to, or rogues villains that we're not used to seeing, mm. that fits perfectly into the episode that we're covering today, the BTAS episode. It does, yes, absolutely. And that is one that a lot of people, until they actually watch it and see certain scenes that they might have that jog their memory from seeing it. In years past, it's one that they usually don't remember by name, and it is it's never too late. Yes, and it is a fantastic episode. It is from season one, it is the 12th to be produced, and the sixth to make air. And like we said, it, it features no uh big rogues gallery, it's a fight between two crime bosses one is aging and getting old and his name is Arnold Stromwell and he is at war for territory in Gotham with Rupert Thorne who we've already talked about in Two-Face a little bit yeah and, and Stromwell's love, son love yeah you gotta love Rupert the only thing that's sad about this is we don't see the the uh, luscious Candace at all <laughs> <laughs> no this is true we do see the boys Yes, but we'll see Candace later in a Bane episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we Rupert. Oh, but so we see uh, we see Commissioner Gordon at the beginning, kind of give us the exposition of what's going on, and we're hearing about the crime bosses at war, and then we also hear that Arnold Stromwell's son is missing. 
Mm. We don't know where he doesn't know where his son is. None of his boys do. Uh, so he he thinks that Rupert Thorne has him. Mm. He's a, and so what he wants to do is he wants to take a meeting with him, and yeah. just get this over with. Be like, let's meet, let's talk about this. I want my boy. Let's let's hash something out. I think that's a fantastic way of, of portraying that as well. You know, he, he's so sort of stuck in his own sort of mind of of, of what's happening to his son. He fails to see the, the bigger picture. You know, he's the reason that he's there. And he's just so focused on Rupert Thorne. He thinks he's blamed for everything. Yeah, he's blinded by his hate. Yeah, he is, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And his own pride, even, just worried about keeping... Uh keeping his status even though he's old i'm sure he's going through that midlife crisis mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah and so we see uh we see him on the way to this meeting at an italian restaurant which if you've ever seen godfather it kind of reminds you of that hmm. pts yeah and uh so we see him stop at a railroad station and we get a flashback to a scene where uh, we see a young, we see a young Arnold uh, and his friend Michael, and they come out of a store, and Arnold is acting like a wise guy, and it's cool because they also they dress like it's like from the 1920s, so it just seems mm. very very old. And you can tell those boys are those characters as well. Like, I don't know if you just look similar. Yeah, that's true. And we see Arnold is stolen from something from the store. Mm. And Michael's, you know, the good guy, and he's like, you got to put that back. And he's like, no, I, I'll run this town someday. And just very arrogant and cocky. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, we kind of, we, after that, we get, uh, we get taken away from the flashback. And we get seen, uh, we see the meeting between Rupert Thorne and Arnold Stromwell. Mm. And Rupert isn't uh Rupert's never one to do anything that he says. He's not one to be taken for his word. <laughs> and even though he yeah. didn't he, he doesn't have uh he doesn't have Arnold's son, he's not gonna miss an opportunity to try to wipe out his competition. Yeah, he wants to he wants it on <laughs> Stromwell's turf. Yes. And so he plans a a bombing of the building. So they they show up and he acts very pleasant to him, exchanges all the pleasantries, and says they're gonna make some make him some anti pasta. And he they all go in the back. Rupert and his men and they escape, and luckily, Batman is there to save Arnold's butt. Yes, yeah. And get blown up, right? Yeah. So Batman saves Stromwell from the uh, the burning building and bust out of the back door and then you sort of cut to a scene where the the fireman confirms that it was arson that uh, that caused it and uh, (laughs) then we see Bullock chipping with a line he's oh it's such a shame they made the best cannolis (laughs) (laughs) that would be something he'd say I think in the last couple of scenes the last one was uh, (laughs) a clown that all you see from Bullock in that entire episode is him talking about food or having something to do with food (laughs) He was just, just standing there eating cake and, and be a clown. And then he's just like, oh, they make the best canals. 
Even in uh, the Two Face episode, he's the one that goes down to the restaurant to interrogate the <laughs> chef. <laughs> yeah, he actually is. Oh, really, gotta love the the way that they use Bullock. Yes, um, he's so endearing. He really is. Yeah, he, he's such a stereotypical cop of that time. And what happens from there? So. Okay, so um, Thorn learns of Stromwell's rescue from a, a sort of. A, guy that was on the street talking to uh, the police and then the, his his gang sort of overhears it saying that oh, you know, Batman came in swoops in, saved Stromwell, so at that point Thorne knows that Stromwell's still alive, but Stromwell doesn't know that Thorne knows that mm. which is quite interesting, so um, and Batman really wants to know information about the gangs so we cut to a scene next where um Batman wants him to uh, want Stromwell to see the damage that he's caused himself, uh, not via, not via anything that he has done personally, but via the, the lifestyle and decisions that he's made and and the money making rackets that he's used with drugs. So we get now to see one of the most fantastic scenes in probably all the series actually, where um, Batman visits the Sunrise Foundation. Um, and shows his son to Arnie. And um, I think it, it, it's uh, Arnie's wife or ex-wife that... Yeah. Says, Look, it, it, like, Arnie's just like, what, what, how has this happened? And um, Arnie's wife is just like, look in the mirror, you caused it. And like, Arnie's just completely broken by the whole thing. I mean, it, this scene is incredibly dark, isn't it, really? Heck Yeah. It's so, I mean, I'm sure there's so many people that uh, they themselves are afflicted by this sort of thing. I have to go through this sort of thing with a family member. And yeah, yeah. It's probably the darkest moment of some people's lives. And we're seeing this mob boss who's like, the, who we get even get shown in flashbacks is, you know, he's never, never been one to take um, any, any responsibility for any of his actions. He thinks he's untouchable. Mm. And in this scene, Batman absolutely breaks him emotionally. And all he has to do is just tell him the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's all Batman is after, isn't it? Just a, a realization, an epiphany. And, um, you know, Batman will do anything he can to, to do that. And, and again, I know you've mentioned this before. He doesn't have to go in. He doesn't have to punch him and throw him in jail. You know, Batman is a much deeper thinker than that. He knows that's not going to get through to him because he doesn't care about that, you know. Yeah, he comes from that world, so I'm sure he's used to getting smacked around. And Absolutely, yeah. So Batman knows the angle of which to uh, to approach it from and that he's got to get through to him, so that through to his mind and um, sort of make him realise what he's done wrong and, and, and how deeper this problem is, how much deeper this problem is than just, you know, a simple gang war. Yeah, and also, you talked about the way that a voice actor delivers a line. The like Kevin Conroy yeah. psh, delivering a Batman line. If mm. need deliver something like that where it's emotional, it just cuts you to the yeah. core. So, I mean, I I think, and I've said it before, and and I I think you said it before this has to be. Not only one of the more underrated, but in a series that is uh, very realistic and 
not one to shy away from more adult material. This one is probably the most adult of them all. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it, it probably is, to be honest. It has to be right up there. Yeah, it is. It's probably even, I would say, about most episodes, but this one truly is probably more relatable today than even back then because, you know, a lot of people suffer with this kind of issues um, and these kind of problems these days. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's a very important episode for that. I I totally agree, and uh, we think that Arn we think that Arnold's had a change of heart at this point, right? Yeah, we we think he's uh, decided that uh, it's the he right wants thing to help to Batman. Do. Yeah, he th- thinks that he's decided it's the right thing to do. But once again, there's a twist. Yeah, he thinks he's gonna show uh, he's gonna show Batman the file of people he's been working with and all this stuff. And- yeah. He ch- thinks he's pulling a fast one on Batman and pulls out a gun on him. Yeah, Batman's way too smart for this. Yes, but then what happens from there? Okay, so all of a sudden a uh, a tear gas can gets thrown into the gets thrown into the sort of filing room. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the room's called. So yeah, that gets thrown in there, and um, instantly you sort of know it's Rupert Thorne. Root, big rupees up to something. And, uh, <laughs> big, 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 big rupee. So yeah, I really love to hear you call him that. <laughs> <laughs> big root. Um, so yeah, all the and all the thugs start steaming in, like Thorns demanding them to get in there and beat the crap out of them both. Um, but Batman takes care of them in but a moment. Just goes yes. in there, and all, all the thugs just get a, a good beating. Um, while Strombo escapes and starts running down the rail track, um, mm. which just brings on a, a, another big f- flashback. Yeah, and you thought that uh, you thought that the episode was done with the emotional stuff. You're, it's only just begun. Uh, yeah, yeah, the emotional stuff is uh, it all comes streaming back to Arnie when he uh, gets his foot stuck in the track when he's crossing over it and. He manages to get out, and then all of a sudden, another train appears in the opposite direction. Um, and he just kind of freezes. He, he just doesn't know what to do. And Michael comes along and pushes him out of the way. Um, and in yes. doing so, actually loses one of his legs, which is it's really sad. Yeah, but they don't even show that right away. It gives the illusion that he gets absolutely obliterated. Yeah. And that's all in the flashback is Arnold while trying to escape runs into the railroad, the very same railroad station that him and Michael were at. And uh, while he's just losing his mind, basically just crying right before this uh, rail railroad track, we yeah. learn that we learn that a priest that Batman goes to see earlier, which by the way is some really cool visual seeing Batman perched on like a Catholic church with gargoyles. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and we so Batman knew all along that this guy, this priest, was actually brother of Arnold and was actually the one that saved him. And it gets revealed that the brother actually didn't die, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, like you said, he lost his leg, and that's just another twist. Like this episode is so well written. It is, yeah. When you look at it from 
an analysis perspective. It, it really is. You don't notice it so much when you're just watching through it, but it, it truly is written fantastically. The deal of details they put in, really, really good. The way they work the flashbacks in perfectly with the timing of the story. Mm. You there's like three there's three twists. It's like the son not missing by Rupert Thorne. It's because Arnold Strongman got him addicted to the drugs that he sells. That's yeah. one twist. Yeah. There oh there's actually another twist where you think Arnold's completely uh, like sorry for his actions, but then he turns out to be the scumbag that he is. Yeah. Then you get the twist that you think that kid gets obliterated on a Saturday morning. At like probably nine <laughs> in the morning, <laughs> this kid gets obliterated by a train, and then not only that, but the like, guy yeah, doesn't die. He only lost his leg, and it's also his brother who was the priest that Batman's lost. So it's like, dang, talk about twist. <laughs> uh, it's, it's oh, yeah, so even true. the twist, or even the twist where you think he escapes the train the first time, he comes right back around the bend. Yeah. So they were having fun. They, this is a really good episode. And I think that if it had the Joker in it or something, it would be hailed as like an all-time great, probably would have won an Emmy. Yeah, no, I, it's very true. And uh, yeah, like if he was taking someone like Two-Face to see what he's done to a family member with his, you know, his money-making schemes or anything, then it really would be one of the best ever, yeah. But like you say, just because it's not a main villain, it does get overlooked quite a lot. Yeah, I feel like I feel the very same. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm just being a favorite toward the early BTS. I feel the very same way towards uh, how some people think about the new Batman Adventures. Like some of those episodes are brilliant, like old wounds, oh, yeah, yeah, growing pains. Yeah, yeah, but because they're not done in the traditional artwork, people ah, I'm turned off by it. No. Yeah. So, definitely, if you guys have not seen this episode. And you don't feel like we've spoiled it enough for you. <laughs> you definitely have to check it out. And it's even cooler now because there's our one of our previous guests, Simon, from at Batman Animated Fan. He said that they're all restored in brilliant Blu-ray. Which I'm going to be guessing tomorrow, hopefully. Yes, that, that's really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to get the Blu-ray. I think it's long overdue. Are you getting the one with the pops in it? Uh, I'd love to be able to, but unfortunately, that's not going to be possible. So uh, definitely be getting the full set. I, that's kind of good, because what if you got addicted to collecting pops and you just went down a new road? Oh God, I can't. I can't even imagine going down that road. <laughs> I although did see in the Entertainer, I did see a Phantasm pop, and it was like eight pound. I was very tempted, but I, I passed on it. Ooh. Anything phantasm is always hard to pass on. Just because it's so rare oh, to see. True, there's a phantasm and a bane. The bane looked decent, but the phantasm looked great. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, no, I'll go home and do some DC collectibles pictures instead <laughs> to fight the addiction. Yeah, fight. <laughs> yeah, do, do it fight on, my addiction with my addiction. <laughs> do it, do it all strong, more well. Uh, that's <laughs> fight my addiction with the addiction. Yeah. Uh, uh, what a great, what a great reference to the episode. Just it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> we tried to work it in, but no, that this episode really is great. What would you give this episode out of ten? Oh man, just for writing alone and your creativity to make something this uh, realistic, this the this relatable, and something that has this many twists and turns, and it's also a Batman episode. Mm. I feel like it 
does get shut down by a lot of people because of the lack of a major rogues, but it's still, it's a Batman. It's Batman the Animated Series. And if you actually watch it, especially nowadays, I think it's one of the more enjoyable episodes to watch nowadays as an adult. Mm, yeah. So I would give it, I would get it an eight and a five, eight and a half out of 10. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't want to go too high, but because I do give it points away just because it doesn't do itself any favors in the fact that there is no big rogues. And I'm sure they don't care about that in the least. Yeah. But I know that's why people tend to not like it right away. But yeah. Yeah. Very true. I think that's, that's definitely. Well, uh, yeah. um, I'm going to go seven. Um it's not one I look forward to when watching it back, but you can certainly appreciate what they were going for and what they did. In fact, no, not what they were going for because they achieved what they were doing. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for seven. Like I say, it's not one I look forward to looking back, but when you watch it, it's just fantastic. It really is. But um, And that's a, that's a major aspect too. If that's something that you're not looking forward to do, I mean, that's a major part of wanting to see something. Like if you just get done with the movie and you want to see it again right away. That's a pretty good movie. Yeah, exactly. And like people mark these kind of episodes down because of the fact that there isn't a main rogue, but that's the whole point of it. There doesn't need to be a main rogue. It can just be about simple values. Yeah. And uh, just like the same with uh, Aquaman, that was a great movie, but I didn't come out of it thinking, oh, I got to see that again right away. I feel like that's probably how some people feel about this episode. Same here, actually, funnily enough, yeah. I didn't go and see Aquaman again. It's true. <laughs> well, same here. I mean, I loved it, thought it was great, but it was a little laborious at times. And yeah. I thought, I like you, uh, I think that Shazam was edged out over that. Yes, definitely. Is it, the, the ending of Shazam was more unpredictable than Aquaman. So that's why I like, like Shazam a lot more. Because I wasn't traditional, beat the villain up, defeat yeah. evil, and then... Mono, the, mono. The, yeah, oh, that was a nice Nicholson quote. <laughs> mono, Imano. Yeah, that's because as cool as it was to see uh, Jason Momoa on that ship with Ocean Masters, it's still cool to see the twist of having the whole family Shazam show up and dominate together. Oh, that was cool. I was. I didn't. I. I completely forgot about those figures for that moment. So it was like, holy crap, this is great. Yeah, and I. I noticed that. Funnily enough, after the movie weekend, I went to the Target to see if those figures were around, and they were half of them were gone. So people. Uh, people definitely enjoyed them. Yes. But yeah, so uh, I think that I. I like that. We're going to have different... I look forward to an episode that you're really passionate about. Yes. I really look forward to that. So what do do we got next on the agenda episode-wise? Which one are we covering Um, next? I believe the next one... I'm going to just double-check this because I I want to make sure I'm um, absolutely correct. That would be a shame. I believe the next one is... um, one of the best episodes probably ever to have been made. I'm just going to double check it. Ah, here we go. So, the next episode is the one before the one that changed everything. 
It's I've got a Batman in my basement, which actually I, I really like. I think it's a good episode. It's definitely one that if you saw as a kid, I think that you like it a little bit more than if you saw it as a teenager at the yes. moment. Yeah. And I agree with you. I saw it as a younger kid, so I didn't have a problem with it really. I think I think this one was the next one with the penguin in is what re, that's when the series really started kicking off and really started to get into its stride. Yeah, because the next episode, everyone's going to have to listen to us talk about with a bowl of chicken soup. <laughs> yes. That was, the, hard the, that was the episode I had in mind, but I wasn't convinced it was... It was not, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's going to be... Well, it was a good thing we checked, because that would have gotten people way too excited. But but before that, we're going to talk about Percival the Bird, Penguin, yes. and Roberta. <laughs> and Roberta? Yes. Uh, and a and a very annoying vulture. Yes, called and that has two names. It's called Percival, and then later in the series, it's renamed. I've name escapes me now, but yeah. So um, I think that's gonna, it's going to be a fun episode to talk about. I think. Oh yeah, especially because it's a. Uh, I feel like a lot of people either really hate it or really enjoy it. It is one of those kind of episodes, isn't it? Yeah. It, it really that is. The reaction I get. It, yeah, it does split opinion quite a lot, which is great. I, I think it's good, but um, yeah, opinion definitely is split, and the jury's certainly out from some people on that episode. Yes, and then the the next interview that we have coming up, guest wise, is from uh, I think another person that's pretty well known in the toy photography community on Instagram. And he is, funnily enough, and I promise we don't do this when we ask him, but I tend to notice afterwards, he is also a part of the Exclude Collective. So that'll be fun to ask him about as well. And he tends to do really very clean, well-done portrait shots of a multitude of different figures. A lot of DC, some Marvel, some other uh, pop culture-related things. And yeah, we look, we really look forward to talking to him, getting to know his story and what got him into the, the hobby of toy photography. Mm, absolutely. So that's what we have coming up for you guys next. Uh, Scott, any last words? Um, I've remembered the name of the penguin bird. It's Scrap. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. weird. Why do they switch up the name? Yeah, it calls it Percival at first, then it changes to Scrap. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, but going back to seriousness. Um, yeah, really looking forward to the guest portion. It's going to be great fun. Always brilliant meeting new people, so I can't wait. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the pre-show. And uh, yeah, like you say, keep that keep that feedback coming in. We enjoy hearing about uh, what you like to hear, and also what you think we can improve on. Because ultimately, the listeners are what. It uh, defines the show, so yeah, keep keep the reviews coming in. Even more Marvel. No, <laughs> we're not a dictatorship, but I'm dictating that. <laughs> well, it's, luckily, I have no passion whatsoever for that. So, <laughs> I mean, we could just hatred. we can't do a we could do a whole episode where we review uh, Avengers Endgame. No, that wouldn't be that wouldn't last very long. Though. 
It'd be like, what do you think? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. We can, actually, <laughs> we, can re- we can review it now. They just go back, use the stones, everybody's happy. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about some stones. There's a guy that looks like Darkseid. He was there. Yeah, they should have used their stones in the first place and actually won the bloody war, but never mind. <laughs> Uh, and that is a perfect note to send it out on. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys uh, enjoy the part where me and Scott talk pre-show and hope you guys enjoy the guest part as well. Like he said, we really enjoy when you send in feedback, what you guys think and enjoy. Uh, so continue to do that and continue to listen to the show. Uh, we continue to see growth. So that's always positive. And yeah, we will talk to you on the other side. Hey, this is Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram, also co-host of DC Figures and Collectibles podcast. And a lot of times people ask me, where do I get my figures or what method do I prefer to go about getting my action figures? And I tell them the best, easiest way that I know of is going through BigBadToyStore.com. They usually have all the newest things in stock. They have things that you could pre-order ahead of time so you don't miss out on the opportunity of having them. They also have figures from years ago that usually tend to be at a good price and figures that are hard to find that you may need for your collection. So if you need to get a figure of any kind, any brand, then I would check BigBadToyStore.com. Big BigBadToyStore.com. Go check them out today. Welcome, everybody. We are back with the guest portion of DC Figures and Collectibles. And right now we have a very special guest that Scott and I are very happy that we have gotten on. He is very highly regarded, especially in the toy community, especially uh, amongst those that follow on Instagram. And if you aren't following him, he is at Eric with a K, no C, stuttered with two Ds in the middle. And we are very happy to have him. He, with his, he tends to do a lot of uh, close-up portrait shots with uh, emphasis on fantastic lighting. He does mix in a lot of uh, different kinds of shots as well, though, that we are looking forward to getting into and asking him about. Uh, we have Scott here as well, all the way from England. How are you doing, Scott? Hello, good hello. evening. Hello, or well, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. Hello, Tyler, and hello, Eric. Hello? Eric? Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> so that's the perfect <laughs> intro as well. But um, Hey, I'm keeping that intro. That was good. Well, we intro. finally speak to him. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be uh, definitely going to be a fun one, this. Yeah, I, I've, I've, he might be able to hear us. So uh, <laughs> if you can hear us, we'll call you back in a second. All right. <laughs> Eric. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Ah, great. Were you, great, able to hear, were you able to hear the intro? I did. It was a, I, I really appreciate it. It was a great intro. Uh, hey, yes. At least we got that. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. Super well, excited to uh, be on with you guys. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. It's always uh, nice to meet someone that we really have never talked to in the toy community, but we've always uh, admired your work from afar. So 
what I would like to know, and as much as you would indulge us, I would love to know if you could tell us a little bit about yourself uh, growing up, uh, first exposures to the comic world, and if you had always been into collecting and uh, what some of your favorite things were growing up in that realm, if you would. Okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, so I guess toys really started, I'm kind of an older guy, so I was around, um, you know, when uh, Super Friends was, I guess, kind of, you know, there, and uh, nice. He-Man and uh, Transformers, and some of my, I guess, my earliest toy memories were, having a super friends batman and a super friends uh superman oh, and cool. uh you know i don't really remember a whole lot about them i know i pretty much destroyed those guys uh <laughs> playing pretty hard uh star wars and things like that uh but i fondly remember uh batman 89 and that's yes. kind of what really got me into comic books and I guess that whole, whole realm there. Uh, so I was there day one uh, at the movie and uh, just kind of went through the whole Batmania. That must have been amazing. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, it was it was definitely an experience. Uh, and Something I wish I could have experienced. <laughs> well, I have a few years on you guys, so... <laughs> I was I was definitely there for it, and uh, yeah, that that just kind of kicked it off, and uh, I kind of went back crazy there for a little while, collecting comics, uh, anything Batman related. I pretty much had to get my hands on. That's fantastic. What was it like, sort of growing up in that Batmania environment? Oh, it was it was just insane. I mean, everywhere you went, mm. I mean, there was there was Batman related items everywhere. Uh, you know. <laughs> Taco Bell was releasing like Batman cups. I remember that. I begged my mom. I was like, "Mom, I have to go to Taco Bell. I have to have this Batman cup." Uh, <laughs> it, it was just everywhere, and uh, it was just you know, and it was new to me, so it was super exciting, and uh, I, I, I just loved it. Tyler, we were born in the wrong decades. We were. I wish I was born a little we, bit earlier. We, we really were born in the wrong decades. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, so did you ever have in all this time and in, in your lead up to what you're doing now with uh, shooting, did you ever have a downtime where you kind of stopped collecting or where you thought it wasn't cool or you oh, just lost interest? Yeah. 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 I think we all maybe go through that. I know I did. Uh, there was a time, you know, where you just kind of got into, you know, got a little older, got into like other things, uh, you know, whether it be like getting interested in sports, skateboarding, things of that nature. So, yeah. you know, uh, girls and uh, just kind of, you know, put that on the back burner a little bit. Uh, it never fully went away. I mean, there was always moments where I'd come across something. I was like, oh, man, that's a it might not have been Batman. It might have just been a cool toy. And I was like, all right, I'm going to pick this up. <laughs> there was there was a time when Todd McFarlane toys, they were releasing all kinds of stuff like the, you know, like the uh, army of darkness figures, oh, like yeah. horror, horror related figures. So I was definitely picking those up here and there, you know, but very, you know, just very every once in a while. You're stoking the fire, the flame. That's right. Definitely. <laughs> then when did you, uh, when did you start doing what you're doing now on Instagram? Um, I want to say, 
about 2016. Uh, yeah, okay. Close, close friend of mine. Uh, he was, uh, he, he, he kind of got into those and he was building a lot of Star Wars Lego uh, nice. items and whatnot. And uh, he was the type of guy that would like, he was, you know, super creative and just always interested in everything, you know, and like and when he saw somebody that like enjoyed, you know, like I enjoyed photography. I wasn't taking toy photos, but, uh, but, you know, he just really would push you. So he kind of introduced me. He's, he, he found some accounts on online on Instagram and uh, he kind of just pointed it out to me. He's like, man, look what's check this out. Like it was mostly like Lego related photographers, mm-hmm. But uh, it was really interesting and kind of like opened my eyes. I was like, wow, people are taking photos of Legos and toys and it's really good. So that kind of just spurred me to, you know, get into it. That uh, we have to thank that friend of yours then because he did a <laughs> he did a great service. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he was just that type of guy. Like he, he wanted he wanted everybody to like, really uh just you know go after what you know their passion might be and he knew i had a passion for batman and 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 toys so he kind of pushed me towards it that so is your account always been sort of like did you start as a personal account and evolve into toys or has it always been toy, toy photography it started off as just a personal account. I was, you know, taking pictures of random things around, you know, you know, whatever yeah. I would run across from day to day. Mm. And uh, I want to say, you know, I had a few things like, you know, I had a few Batman pops and I'm, I might take a picture of them up on the shelf. Mm. And uh, I want to say the first figure I really started shooting was I, I bought a uh, Mezco. Uh, Dark Knight Return. Yes. Uh, what a figure that is. And uh, started like started playing around with that and taking some photos of that and uh, kind of went from there. The blue one? Yes, yes. Yeah. Nice. I feel like that's, that, <laughs> yeah. that is a, that's a nice segue into Mezco, actually. Um, what's it definitely your is. Mez- what's definitely your favorite is. Sort of Mezco figures and what do you think of Mezco overall? Um, I really... I really enjoy their figures. Uh, now the pre-order, you know, that's kind of a nightmare sometimes <laughs> because you never know when you're really going to get it, <laughs> or even what but, you're going to uh, get with the amount of changes they make. Before. Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, my favorite right now. I mean, it kind of, it kind of changes based on uh, what figures I have. But right now, I would say probably the tactical suit Batman. Mm-hmm. From Justice League is up there. Yeah, he's fantastic. Really, really enjoy that figure. Yes, I, I personally was going to say I love your photos of the Ascending Knight. Batman has just fantastic pictures. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. No, I, I, I see a lot of people take pictures of that figure, but the, there's very few that can make it look so imposing and as epic as you make. Because I, I don't know, you seem to have this ability to put so much moodiness into a picture whilst making it look yeah. really colourful at the same time which is pretty incredible, especially like the Mezco Joker pictures that you take with those Arkham TV screens in the background, that's just fantastic pictures 
Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, and that, that's uh, that's TV's come in handy, <laughs> definitely in the Joker shot. Now, in terms of what uh, Scott said with the moodiness and the atmosphere, you can tell that you put a lot of love and work into your setups and everything. So, I want to know when you're doing a setup, is that like your your wind down time? Is that something that uh, is at the end of the day? Like, is it a ceremony thing where you put on some music, have a beer? What is, do you? How do you get into the zone? Usually, man, I uh, just set up on the. Uh, thankfully, my my girlfriend she she understands. She's very understanding of it all, so she lets me set up on the uh, dining room table. Oh, cool. uh, it's usually after a um, long day of work, kind of to wind down, uh, pop open a beer, have a beer, and just uh, you know start shooting. And sometimes I have an idea, and sometimes I just grab a figure and I'm just you know just see what happens. Nice. You mentioned you, you have a girlfriend, and that is another thing that we love to ask. That what is what was her first uh, what was her first reaction to your hobby? Um. Well, we were dating a little before before it kind of came out into the open because it kind of I transitioned into it slowly. I started like, hey, I'm gonna go pick up some comic books, and then hey, figure it's a uh, I thought, you know, yeah. Batman, uh, you know, so it, it, then it was like, uh, you know, more figures start coming in and she, you know, now it's, you know, she's pretty much behind it. You know, sometimes she's kind of like, let me guess, you got another figure in, in today, right? <laughs> when a box shows up on the doorstep. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's I love pretty it. understanding of it. And uh, she kind of pushes me to, uh, you know, show people like I, she's pushed me into doing a couple festivals oh, around town. Nice. Yeah, so she's like, "Hey, get some pictures printed. I signed you up for a festival." That's so, awesome. Like, Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's very supportive. That's fantastic. Now, have you done the festival already? I've uh, yeah, I've done two. I've done two. What is that like? It's been uh, uh, a lot of people at first thought I was cosplaying. That you were like but, uh, messing like these people. Yes. Hey, that just like they're like. So, are you? Uh, is this you in these photos? Are you? Cosplaying? That's I'm amazing. Like, no, these are actually, these are actually figures. So, but people are usually pretty cool with it. You know, some people give you strange looks, <laughs> but I've had a lot of people come up and actually be genuinely interested in it. So that's that's always a bonus. Yeah, that is. A, I think that's a really cool. Uh... I think that's awesome that she does that. It kind of pushes you to get out there more. Yes, she has definitely been a driving force for me to show it to other people, for better or for worse. I might scare some people off, but uh, she's definitely, yeah, she's she's been very supportive of it. And I, you know, I couldn't be happier. Hello. 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 Oh, okay. Can you hear? Yeah, me? you kind of cut out the end. Scott, you got anything for him right now? Yeah, so um, okay, so we mentioned Mezco, and actually another brand that you mentioned is uh, McFarlane. Now, I've seen your pictures there, a multiverse Shazam figure that um, everyone is just loving at the minute. It's a fantastic figure. And what do you make of, make of the, the changeover from Master to McFarlane on the multiverse line? Because I feel like it's a bit of a controversial one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, for a while, Mattel... I really didn't have a whole lot of their figures, but uh, I've recently picked up the uh, 
Gotham by Gaslight Batman, and I I really enjoy it. Yeah, he uh, looks great. I really I was really impressed with the Shazam figure. I, I have to be honest, I was I, I'm actually blown away by it, <laughs> and it seems like a little too late for them. Uh, they really started putting out some awesome figures. Um, I, I guess when it comes to McFarlane taking it over, it's just going to be a uh, wait and see. I, I mean, some of the uh, newer McFarlane stuff, uh, I think I have maybe uh, a Walking Dead figure, which is more like a statue. Uh, so I, I just hope they, they have some great articulation and, uh, I, you know, it's just going to be a wait and see what they come with. Mm, yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting one because Matt have really stepped up their game certainly in the last sort of six months with not only the figures they're making but the quality of the figures that they're making. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely going to be interesting. I think Shazam figure from Lux is definitely their best one yet, and yeah, that Gaslight Batman just looks epic. Both of you guys take great shots of him; he's so cool. Uh, he definitely, oh, well, definitely you, crushed. Yeah. You definitely crushed the pictures you've taken with him. That's for sure. I gotta tell you because yeah, before I've, I've been, I want to tell you before I forget that I, I have to, there's two photos that I really love that you did, and they're ones where you got the Batfleck holding the animated Robin, like he, like it's a Jason Todd's death. Oh yeah, I just gotta, yeah, just gotta throw that in there. My death in the family, my death in the family version there. That I was pretty pleased with how that one came up. That that Affleck screaming. Head worked out really well. <laughs> and that was from the Nightmare one, right? Uh, yes, yeah. I just put it on the uh, the uh, regular BVS body. Scott, do you have anything else for him? Yeah, so... Um, Traditional uh, questions. <laughs> <laughs> the tra- yes, before the traditional indeed. Um, we mentioned... Joker shots. So, and I, I'm pretty sure who you're going to say your favorite ever Batman is. So, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's going to be Michael Keaton. Uh, you are right. Yes, because <laughs> I, I I just love it. I mean, me and Tyler always say the root of all Batman love, in in most or ninety percent of our guests, is usually the Keaton Batman. I definitely can sense that with you, especially when you mentioned Batmania. Um, so Jack Nicholson right. versus Heath Ledger, who wins for you? Oh man, <laughs> oh that's tough. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I would. I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I guess I'll go with Heath yeah. Ledger. I mean, his performance. I mean, was outstanding and uh, was pretty much how I would picture a Joker to be in, in real life, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, parading through the street with a giant cape is uh, not as realistic as <laughs> some of the things that right, right. Heath's Joker did, but I, oh, that seems just funny. So good. Now, what are you What are you thinking of the what we've seen so far of the new Joker film with Joaquin? I'm excited. Uh I'm with some people, you know, I don't know if I really want an origin movie for the Joker, but I kind of view it and with I do, <laughs> like I do with all like like Batman movies, like they're almost like Elseworld tales. Yeah. So um, 
I'm really behind. I'm, I'm really excited from the footage. I saw, but it looks like it's going to be pretty tragic. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see what happens. Yeah, I'm definitely in. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a pretty interesting movie. Okay. What? I think so. In terms of, I have one more uh, big toy question I want to ask. And you, okay. you do a, a lot of uh, hot toy shots as well. So I want right. to, do you, what do you prefer and what do you find uh, a little more challenge? Do you get more of a challenge out of doing the hot toy or is it more rewarding when you get a good capture? Um, hot toys are hard for me because I guess of the scale and trying to figure out really how to shoot them sometimes. Uh, it's easier to find props for, of course, like 112 figures. Uh, and posing, posing hot toys sometimes can be very challenging. No, okay. uh, with a with a lot of them, with some of them, for instance, like the Hot Toys uh, Tactical Batman, there's really not a whole lot of articulation there, so <laughs> you, your range of movement's very limited. So it's kind of, you know, almost like shooting a statue in some t- in some sense. Okay. All right. So, do you uh, and do you ever? Do you ever get in trouble over uh, with your significant other when you bring home a hot toy over something else? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so how, I get the uh, uh, so how much did that cost? That is no, that's... No, actually, I got a good deal. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> it's a good deal. Yeah, this has been on pre. This has been on pre-order for a year. <laughs> I've been <laughs> payment plan. Uh, that is, well, that is so funny. All right, now uh, to some traditional questions. Yes, I'll, I don't okay. like this bit. This is this is good. I would really like to know. Were you a big Batman the animated series fan, right? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. Uh, I, I, I didn't watch every episode growing up, but I did catch it. You know, from time to time, and. Uh, as I got older, I, I would catch up on it every once in a while. Okay. So, if, yeah, I'm definitely a fan you, of it. If you have three, I'd like to know if you could give us your three favorite Batman animated series episodes. All right. Yeah, I can do that. I, I, I actually went back and watched some episodes this weekend. Uh, awesome. Kind of freshening my memory. And uh, I, I'm going to say... Heart of Ice. Okay. I really enjoy that one. Um, let's see. Almost got him. No, you cut out and there. You cut out that on that one. Almost. Okay. Oh almost got him. Okay. That's yep. Soft. And on leather wings. Can you? I'm going to say that would be my third Can you one. repeat that? On level. Oh, okay. Oh, that's one of my favorite ones when people pick. That's, yeah. You got you to gotta go with the pilot. Oh, definitely. And I thought it was really, you know, it's really cool how, like, that, that man-bat transformation was oh. pretty creepy, man. Oh, it and really was, yeah. I have to say that episode uh, definitely reminds me a lot of your style because the very first episode is – 
tends to have a lot more atmosphere. It tends to be a lot more darker and it just feels grittier. So yeah. I feel like uh, I like that. That kind of matches your style as well. <laughs> so Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, and I thought it was really cool because you, you, you know, you get to see some of like Batman's gadgets in it, you know, like when he's doing the detective work. Oh yeah. Um, so I thought that was really, I thought that was really a good intro into uh, the bat animation family there. Yeah, and also he's still at odds with the cops. They're not still. Sh- they're not sure what to do with him. Right. Harvey Dent, Definitely. little appearance. Yep, flipping the coin. <laughs> little foreshadowing. All right, Scott, <laughs> you got him now. Okay, cool. So I think those are great episodes, by the way. Especially on Leather Wings, that's one that doesn't get picked very, uh, very often in the top three, which is good. On level wings, this is some credits, so that's nice. But um, are you a big Batman Arkhamverse fan? So when it comes to video games, I don't play a whole lot of video games. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, that said, that said, I have uh, when the uh, when the uh, when it first came out, when the series first came out, I did play uh, Arkham Asylum, and I really loved it. Uh, really enjoyed it and played it all the yeah. way through and i didn't play video games for quite a while until maybe a couple of years ago a buddy brought over his xbox 360 so that's how long it's been oh. since I played games and uh he had pretty much i think he had arkham asylum is it arkham city and he might have had Arkham Origins. Oh, you've, you've, and you've got the main two me. in there with Asylum and City. If you're going to pick two right. out of the four, and I, think, I played I think City, that, they're good choices. And I played City, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the storylines in those games are just crazy, right? I mean the the whole concepts behind Joker dying, and yeah, it's just amazing stories and the gameplay and fights and everything's just so well choreographed. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. I really enjoyed them. I just I find it, you know, hard to find time to play, you know, play a, a game just kind of with my work schedule and, and everything else. Uh, I, I just really don't put a lot of time into it. But uh, when I do, I, I mean, when I played them, I, I really did enjoy them. Yeah, that's awesome. Some of the um, characters in there are probably the best portrayal of their respective characters as well in the whole Batman sort of uh, universe which is pretty awesome especially characters like Scarecrow and even the Joker as well he's got to be one of the best portrayals of Joker the voice actors don't hear it either absolutely not no no no. (laughs) okay now uh, a a big thing I'd like to ask you in the realm of toys you and your link in your bio you have a link to Exclude Collective Uh, do you do work with them as well um no, I, I just, uh, I guess a couple of years ago, I did a, uh, a Batman week and uh, invited me out, you know, they invited me to take several pictures uh, and post on their website. Uh, so that's, that's really all I've ever done with them. Oh, nice. Does that mean that they put that in a magazine as well or? No, I, I think it was just on their website okay. uh, during their Batman week a couple of years ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, really cool guys and 
I enjoyed it. And I'd definitely love to do it again. If I ever, you know, if they want me to, if they ever invite me, I'd be down to do it again. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. For, I feel like for, for some reason, the last couple of guests we got without even knowing, they've all been uh, people that have done work with like Slew Collective. So I thought that was pretty funny. Now, do, when, when you do uh, dioramas and sets, do you, do you, uh, have you ever gotten extreme sets? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've used, I think I have several, I have the, um, the deranged alleyway, oh, the subway, nice. the, uh, the house. And I want to say I have the asylum set too. What is your favorite one of those ones? Right now, my favorite, I, I really dig that kind of, that the house, like the, the creepy, yeah. you know, the wallpaper falling off. Uh, it's, I, I think I really enjoy that one, but I've really used the alleyway a lot too. The most? So it's kind of a tie between those two. Yeah, that alleyway set's fantastic, isn't it? I found that as well. That it wasn't one that was particularly sort of looking forward to, to using um, compared to the others, like the sewer and the asylum. But that one is actually probably by far and away my favorite. It's brilliant. So versatile as well. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, I've, I've used it a lot, too, with a, uh, with my uh, 1-6 figures. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually, because you took a really nice Keaton Batman Returns shot with that sort of like, fencing in the background. It looked really nice. It, yes. It particularly well. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's come in handy a lot with the 1-6 with one six stuff now would you say that you would highly recommend them and after because you have with the deranged the deranged alley and that was one of their first ones how is that still holding up oh man it's doing great uh i think i, I actually used it on a, a recent shot just uh, uh just a couple of days ago i want to say i've had that for almost maybe i get how <laughs> is when it came out maybe uh, so i've had it for quite a while and uh they're they're easy to store uh yeah i have no complaints about them nice yeah they i definitely after a while of not wanting to uh try them out and give them a chance once i did i i could never go back they're just so great and it looks like you could get a lot of use yeah. out of that during the the house one as well yeah, yeah, I've used it a lot uh, in some of my previous Joker shots, too. Like, usually put it up behind, I'll put the TV up, the TV's up, and then in the background I'll use the wall from the house. Uh, so, just to kind of add a little more layers to, to the image, a little more texture and everything. Uh, I've actually, I know that it has, like, boarded windows, uh -huh. and what I did, I, I kind of went in and cut out some of the, you know, gaps in between the boards. Oh, so that's light coming in behind behind it. Yeah, uh, that gives you those nice light beams. Yes, definitely. And I use a little. Uh, I I like to use atmosphere aerosol and just kind of spray it in there, mm. just to kind of help build that texture and kind of help capture those light beams. Okay, and it, it works out really well. So that's what you use is that you use the atmosphere aerosol. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. so, uh, in almost all my shots, uh, just to kind of help you know accentuate the light that I use in the background. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, heard a lot of good things from people that have used atmosphere, so so that's that's a good little shout. 
Yeah, definitely. Oh, I could. Yeah, I'm, I've definitely been pleased with the product. I definitely like that you don't. Like, I see a lot of photos that overdo it with like the aerosol, but in your pictures, it's very sort of subtle. And the same with you, Tyler. To be fair, because some people are properly overdoing it, you can't even see what's going on. But like <laughs> with your photos, it, it's like it's noticeably there, but it doesn't take anything away from like the figure or anything. Well, well apparently not. Nah, they got people thinking he's dressed up as Batman in his photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple. That's so awesome. And I had to explain to him, no, that's a, that's a toy. <laughs> that's a six-inch <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah. Now, are you a big, are you a big uh, Comic-Con person? Have you been to any? No, I haven't been to any. In, in, I'm sorry, excuse me. I haven't been to any Comic-Cons uh, other than local Comic-Cons, which okay. aren't really Comic-Cons. Uh, so, no, I haven't, but I would love to go one day. Would you say that uh, it's a, a, a fun experience overall? Um, the local ones I've been to, yeah, they're, they're pretty fun. Uh, you know, they're, they're, not, they're nothing like you know, San Diego Comic Con. These are, I, I live in a small town. Uh, so they're, they're, they'll have some old actors sometimes, like from Power oh, maybe. But it's nothing like, it's nothing like San Diego or New York or anything like that. That's still awesome that they have them around your area. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. It's just been going on for a couple of years now, but they, you know, they, they keep trying to get better guests and, uh, they get more vendors so it's it's definitely interesting but nowhere near the level of you know what they do out west and oh, well hopefully you'll be able to be there one day hang out there and visit yeah yeah i would i would love to go out there and, and check it out i'm sure it'd be a, an amazing experience well scott do you have any other questions um so i've, I've one thing i was going to ask you is about the Straight back to toy photography. So, in terms of your in terms of your photos, um, what sort of lighting do you use on your on your figures? Because I feel like it's subtle, but not too sort of like um, like too many highlights on your figures. If that makes sense, and then it doesn't like completely right. shine on them, so you just get as big reflection marks. Right. So yeah, I use uh loom cubes uh so i have a couple of loom cubes that i use yeah. and a lot of times i'll also use uh, my phone so i'll use like a white screen on my phone or i might do like a blue or green screen on my phone as well yeah and uh with the loom cubes i have some gels that i can use like uh you know you're pretty pretty standard like red green yellow mm. gels and uh, just kind of mix it up. And a lot of times I like to use the loom cubes in the back, more in the background. Uh, And then I'll use the atmosphere aerosol kind of mixed in with that. And I'll use my phone, my phone screen to kind of give some of that white clean highlights on on the figure. Mm. Nice. That's pretty cool. That leads into another question because I've seen a lot of people use them. I've seen them advertised around, but for a dummy like me who has no idea what is a loom cube so it's pretty much just a really small compact lighting set uh 
uh, that you can buy uh, that's dimmable uh, and you can buy gels. You can buy like a little housing. It's like a metal housing and the gels are, they have magnets on them. So they pretty much fit over the mm-hmm. housing onto the light and yeah. uh, you can kind of dim your light to the, to the desired light level you want. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really easy to set up. Uh, you can put it on a tabletop tripod, uh, easy to carry. So it's waterproof for, so if you want to do underwater shots, I guess safe there. So yeah, it's, it's pretty versatile little lighting set. And, uh, yeah, it's, I've really enjoyed it and, um, I recommend it. Definitely. That's the first time I ever heard someone say that you could dim it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I believe that there's a, yeah, also strobe and you can control it through your phone what through an app oh, wow. so you can you can make it yeah so you can actually like if you have your lights set up you can actually dim you know set the lighting level like you can dim it you can you know uh, strobe it uh, <laughs> i think that there's but there's another version that's the air and i pretty sure sh- i just got one of those in the other day uh don't think it strobes though it just you can dim it you know the light levels on that that's crazy the technology these days just ridiculous yeah it's out of control (laughs) it genuinely is fantastic okay because i'm seeing you have one of these figures i I have to ask what they're like um especially because i've been really interested in getting the deathstroke version uh what is the 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 yamaguchi figures like in terms of posing and everything what do you think of those i see you have a wolverine Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, super great posability. Uh, it's actually sitting right up here on the shelf right now. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed him. And I, I, you know, I was thinking about getting a death stroke. I just never pulled the trigger on it. Um, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. You can. Yeah. But yeah, he, you can definitely strike some really amazing poses with it. And overall you feel like it's a, when you hold it, it feels like a durable, steady figure because I know like getting some early Mafex figures, I felt like they were glass almost. Yeah. This guy holds together pretty well. Um, yeah. I've had some Mafex figures that, yeah, I haven't been very impressed with. I <laughs> think I have the, uh, one of the uh, jokers from, from them and he, he falls apart every time the bank robber joker. I pick him ah, okay. up legs fall off his torso. Yeah, he's he falls apart. That's a good thing. I'm uh, I'm waiting for a different version of that one then. Now, in terms of import figures, have you seen companies like Beast Kingdom? Yes, I have. I've seen figures from them, but I, I I definitely know what you're talking about. And uh, okay, and in terms in terms of face sculpts, are, are you impressed? From what I've seen uh, in, in people's photos, yeah, I definitely am impressed. I guess the biggest drawback is the scale. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, kind of that's one reason why I haven't I haven't purchased any yet. Yeah, that is the that is that's the one probably, drawback. That's the only reason why I haven't gotten any yet of, of Beast Kingdoms, because of where the scale is gonna fit in with some of my other figures. Now I talk you that soap studio two-face oh okay I'm that's what i was gonna lean into because in i was gonna say i've does, been interested in that one i was gonna say what does fit in with what you have because you are a big mezco fan i was gonna ask you what you think about the import like a soap studio that's more like a mezco 
I I have to say the first the first couple figures were uh, kind of okay, uh, and the Batman and the Ra's al Ghul that was uh, the the Bruce Wayne figure stunk. Reverse Flash is awesome. Yeah. Reverse Flash is awesome, hundred percent. And the two okay. two face, I'd have to say. It is a really, really good figure. Um, I think overall the body doesn't make it look too slender, which that was kind of a worry for me with the other ones. Okay. But it's a solid figure. And of all the figures I've seen that are trying to do the Two-Face version like this, um, other than the Hot Toys, I've seen the Mafex, and it just doesn't look screen accurate. I think this looks pretty screen accurate. Okay, okay. Because, see, that's a figure I'm very interested in. And I saw that you did some shots of it not too long ago, so I want to definitely wanted to get your opinion on that. I think that uh, Soap Studios has gotten better with every release so far, so I'm I'm impressed. I just hope that over. I think that the one thing that they lack in that Mezco does well is they don't have a, like a very nice big base like Mezco. And I know that's a, for some people that doesn't matter, but I know for some people that that's like everything. Cause, but. Overall, right. they came with some great accessories, especially for that figure. So, yeah, I have okay. the suit is phenomenal. I don't Def- even know how they made it look like that. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's one that might be my introduction into Soap Studios then, because I, I've definitely been eyeballing that figure. Holy and, crap! Uh, if you get it, I can't wait to see what you do with it. That's gonna be right, so awesome. Okay, your photos of that figure. Ah, uh, all right, yeah. Any last words before we uh, wind things down with Eric? Um, well, I have to say a big thank you for not only your time, but also for the senior pictures on the Daily Feed. Tyler introduced me to you, and I, I've seen a lot of your pictures reposted um, in and around Instagram, so that's pretty cool. And recognized um, recognized a couple of them, especially that, that one that Tyler mentioned, the Death in the Family one, and quite a few of your um, Keaton pictures I've seen reposted around so that's awesome and yeah I'd like say thanks for your time and really appreciate it and yeah it was awesome to meet you uh, likewise I, guys I, I really enjoyed it and uh, yeah it was great and definitely I would be down to do it again yes yeah, that's awesome. what we, that's going to be the next question because we're going to have our first guest uh, JC Malone on because we're going to do it every six months just whatever guess we had from that point on. So hopefully in the next five or six months, you're down to chat and see what you're up to. That sounds great. Nice. Awesome. Well, uh, again, I want to say thank you to our guest, Eric. And if you're not following him, you definitely should. You, he is at Eric E R I K stuttered. And you will not be disappointed in the slightest. Again, like you said, like he said, there's people that think that it's him dressed up and I'm not <laughs> doubting. I'm sure that's his. I'm sure he has a great physique, but he can't have all those jawlines. But <laughs> he uh, he's been a great. It's been great meeting him. He's been a great guest. It's been a lot of fun talking uh, our hobby with him. And I I think his photos are beautiful. It's always fun to check them out. So again, you need to follow him and just give him some likes. Give him some love. Because what he does, you can just tell there's a lot of passion behind what he does and. Uh, I think he deserves a lot of credit. So check out his profile. We can't wait to have him on again. And uh, again, this is DC Figures and Collectibles. We do what you do too. And we can't fight our love of plastic men and taking photos of them. So we post pictures daily. And uh, yeah, we look forward to our next episode. 
Thank you again, Eric, and goodbye.